Okay, so wanting to share some more about um, how I am uh, currently visualizing or experiencing imagery of what I call the all of all, which includes this cosmos that we're in, um, uh, but is way beyond that as well. So uh, let's see, so terminology. So this cosmos that we're in is the includes this universe that we're in and a number of other universes that I, I don't think are relevant to talk about. This cosmos that we're in is kind of organized by or it's sort of organizing principle is fractalization and differentiation. So it's this kind of the deep sacred current of life force is expressing and experiencing itself in as many unique, differentiated, and yet fractalized, meaning they're still kind of, they're still related to each other, kind of micro, macro, micro, macro, uh, expressions of itself. And so like you can look at, for example, the way a tree grows, just as an example. And if you look at a picture of a tree, particularly like a deciduous tree in the winter when there's no leaves on it, and you can just see the structure, right? You can see it's like, oh, we've got like one trunk, we're coming up, we're doing the trunk, and then we're splitting out. We're splitting out into different branches. Then those branches are splitting out into different branches. Then those branches are spreading out into different branches, and we're going out into little more and more and more and more tendrils. And this is what is essentially kind of the nature of, uh, of, of, of life force in this cosmos. And so we are each unique individual expressions of that life force and no other being in any dimensional exp experience life you know whether you're thinking about lifetimes or star systems or dimensional experiences can bring what you're bringing into that expression and in this cosmos we also are organized the mental model that i use is this idea of 12 dimensions and um and you know some are using the experience of other numbers of dimensions it doesn't really matter if they're if you're working with it with a model of more than 12 kind of nest them into those 12 for you know general sort of like system compatibility between our mental models and that'll work fine it doesn't really matter um and uh and and the understanding of how these dimensions function these are perspectives these are viewpoints right like i've spoken before about the idea of seeing a landscape out of a 12-story building and from the different floors in the 12-story building you have a different view of the same landscape and so that is what the kind of the different dimensional perspectives are and also another way to think about this is related to sort of the science of 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 energy and matter and people will often differentiate energy versus matter i even will occasionally as a shorthand do that myself although it's sloppy on my part when i do that um, because matter is simply energy that is moving slowly enough that it has densified into matter and so energy has to be to put crudely has a speed or a rate of movement attached to it and the higher that rate of movement put crudely 
the lesser the degree of physicality it will have in terms of matter and the way that we think about it. And also, very crudely, you can sort of match up that higher frequency energy is generally going to be what we are experiencing or expressing as from a higher dimensional perspective versus a lower dimensional perspective. And there is not a value judgment to be made on that. There is much talk and misunderstanding and kind of like inverted craziness in various different spiritual perspectives around the world that suggests that the physical doesn't exist or is bad. And this is actually the root of so many pain points that so many beings are having in their soul journey because there's nothing bad with any of it. Zero, you know, get into neutrality, no judgment about any of it. And in fact, here in, uh, in the physical realms, in the gravity realms, as I sometimes like to think of them, where gravity is present because where mass exists, which is where matter exists, this is where we have gravity. Gravity is just sort of a byproduct of mass. Then we can have certain experiences that we cannot have when we're not in a kind of a gravity realm. Okay, hmm, let's see how much more on that. Yes, and so, the, so yes, so I do want to emphasize again our experience in our human at this time is this evolution into homo lumens, which is the, to become the embodied expression of our pan-dimensional, all of our dimensional expressions of our entire cosmic self here in the physical gravity suit that is your human biology. So this isn't about ascending, this isn't about transcending, this isn't about leaving here and going to the stars, this isn't about going to heaven, and this isn't just about imminence either. It isn't just about, oh, I'm only going to be present in the physical and I'm going to ignore all that other interesting higher dimensional or cosmic stuff. It is a both and. We're bringing it all together. And when we have those moments of we're really experiencing it as fully all together as we're capable of yet in the moment and we're on a path, so we're on a spiral journey to getting more and more and more of that. But when we have that, that is typically when we experience the highest degree or the most expansive version of kind of joy, happiness, bliss, the sense of like, ah, home within the self is here. And home in earth is here. And we often see that people who identify or have the kind of soul origins that make them feel like they're sort of so-called star seeds, right? And I'm not saying this isn't a thing. I'm just saying people use different language and labels for these things and it doesn't matter. But that they often have this like, I don't belong here. I'm not supposed to be here. I don't belong on earth. I don't like earth. I don't like being here. I want to go back to the stars. That's part of their path is to move past that and to come into integration of all of that here. Okay, so back to the bigger picture. So we have this universe, other universes, and there are portals between the universes. We're not going to get into that here, and um, uh, it's, not, it's not necessary. All nested within this cosmos, the organizing principle of which is differentiation and fractalization 
the fractalization is essentially kind of the, the order-making principle. Okay, so now if you can sort of put that to the side for a moment. At the center of my visual imagery that I'm given of sort of the all of all, sort of like all of everything, is it looks like a flower and the center of the flower is like two nested circles. So there's an inner circle and an outer circle. And then the petals, like think of like a child's drawing of a flower, right? Like kind of a crude, like, oh, we've just got like five petals coming off. Not that there's five, but, you know, however many petals coming off, each petal that is connected to these centers are the different cosmos. So our cosmos that I was just describing is one of these petals, okay? And it connects into this round center, and the round center has these two, as I said, these two circles. And the innermost sort of circle, and it's not a perfect circle, or is it? Maybe it is. I don't want to get into geometry. Strike that. Just ignore that whole, whole thought. The inner circle is where I experience what we might call source. I, I only use that word as a placeholder word. There are no words that work for this. Um, but I experience it as this kind of mm, alive, sentient, but not in the way that we think of sentience, because it's not organized in that way. This golden sort of moving liquid, not liquid, like uh, it's got like a really like a viscous substance. Like if you took a really thick paint and it was gold, like that kind of a feeling to it, but energetic, right? And it's this big sort of like amoeba-like kind of blob at the center. And this is source. And then the, the, the circle on the outside of it, I have never really given a name before. And I have always experienced this as the non-dimension, quote-unquote, dimension. Because it's not a dimension. Dimensions apply in our cosmos. They don't apply here. And they don't apply in every cosmos. Cosm I, I, I'm barely getting any mental models about other cosmos for myself, so I'm not going to talk about it here other than to say that I know that they exist, that I can sense them, and that they function so radically differently than this one that, like, our, our human brains just can't, like, it's like, you know, <laughs> system crash will occur <laughs> if we try to engage too hard with it. Um, but this sort of non-dimension, so some, we can think of it as sort of a zero dimension, or I, like, I prefer to call it a non-dimension. And so sometimes people will talk about there are 13 dimensions, and they mean like that either the 13th dimension is this super high dimension beyond 12, right? And, and so I would kind of roughly align with that, but making it part of that same system breaks the whole model, it, it, the whole mental model makes it incorrect, because it's not another dimension that our cosmos connects into exactly it's it's the center of the flower not the petal okay what has been coming into and so when i spoke about the beyond beings they are in and like 
primarily function or experience themselves in that non-dimension. And that was new information for me, that there are beings that just like are there because in that non-dimension, differentiation isn't relevant. And so this idea of beings being differentiated from each other isn't relevant. It's only relevant to us. So it's like a filter that they're putting on to allow connection with us. And they're like all one in a sense. And hmm, I don't want to go further into that. Okay. And so, and remember also that I described them as, as showing themselves to me as this group of 12 that also effortless, effortlessly and regularly, like, you know, moment to moment, will do this kind of 12 down to 4, down to 3, down to 1, 12, 4, 3, 1, and then back up again, 1, 3, 4, 12. Sometimes they'll just, and the, the 3, 4 is like, like just like a pit stop on the way between the 1 and the 12. And there is something very important for certain beings in this cosmos about this, the one and the 12. And whatever your experience of that and how you want to think about that um, is fine. I don't want to kind of dictate or direct on that. My experience of that is, for myself, is often this idea of I am the one that is sort of the, like, the leader or the center as like a separate one of a group of 12, making the group actually then 13, but then I'm also one of the 12 at the same time. I don't know how else to describe that. And I don't mean it in the same way when people talk about a concept called a monad, where they're talking about the one being split out into 12, and then there's like 12 kind of humans out there in the world that actually are all part of one being, that's not my experience. And I'm not saying that that experience isn't genuine or real. I'm just saying it's not mine. And I want to differentiate it. And it may help you to see like, oh, for me, it's neither one of those. It's this other third thing, right? And that there's, you know, sort of infinite possibilities are available. That's the design of this cosmos. Um, so, okay. Hmm, let's see. Okay, so what's been coming into my awareness is that all the beings here in this cosmos, so I've spoken for a long time about this idea, so I'm going to back up for a minute. Uh, I've spoken for a long time about the idea of the Homo Lumens evolution is the trinity union within the human biology of the human self, the cosmic self, and the original self. The cosmic self is like the, the soul that is having, has had, will be having all of the different experiences and different lives in this cosmos. And at that level of existence, time is a sphere, not a line. So sort of all the experiences are simultaneous for from that perspective here in the gravity realms, we play with time more as a line. Um, but we're, as we access more and more of our pan-dimensional, more and more of our multi-dimensional perspectives, we're able to also play with and experience time in a different manner, not purely linear. So the original self, however, the way I have spoken about that in the past has always been to say it is that first 
little sort of like a pearl of unique differentiated energy that is uniquely you, but before any experience has occurred. It is like pure innocence, but unique to you versus me versus the guy down the street versus, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we've been working with integrating that original self into the biology since uh, May of 2021. So almost two years. Is that I'm jumping ahead in time. That's about a year and a half as I record this. And so since May of 2021, the founder codes, as I've been called, as they've been called to me, have been coming into humans and into the planet and beings in the planet in a variety of different ways, particularly working with the group that I call the she. I'm going to talk about them in a minute. And um, the the founder codes have included this opening within the human energy body of an esoteric white hole through which the original self has begun to enter and integrate into the human energy body and physical biology. And without going deep into it, remembering that nervous system is like the bridge between the energy and the physical in the human body. So, and you can reference more on all of these in the founder code materials and in some other transmissions to speak to some of this stuff. So that original self, we've been working with that in various different ways since May of 2021. All right. So now coming back to my understanding at this time is that actually the original self comes from this non-dimension dimension this outer ring that is not only associated with this cosmos and this is a new expansion in my own mental model i have never been able to have a knowingness of where does original self come from i've only been able to have the sensation of ah this is original self Ah, this is how it's coming in here and this is what it is. But this idea, like where's the mental model and, and just where's the received knowingness um, uh, about it has never been available to me. And I poked at it a few times, not really felt the need for it, um, but just been curious. And because I have the sensation of it, I've trusted that that's enough. So now I'm having this awareness of, oh, I think it actually is coming from there. And which is very expanding within me to kind of have that awareness. And so I'm wanting to make sure to share that with you as well, because I think it will be very expanding within you. And for some of you, you're going to be like, yeah, duh, I already knew that. <laughs> and like, hello, welcome to the hilarity of the journey of like what becomes available to us in our human awake awareness as we go. And so kind of playing around with all of this is very interesting. And the origins of the kind of creation of that original self for each of us is unique and fascinating and fun. So people have asked me a little bit more about the founder beings and um, I've spoken about the founder beings in, in other places. Um, and by founder beings, all I mean is essentially this, this is just the words that were given to me. It was just they, that we are called founder beings and that there are 12. 
and um, seven are in human and five are not at this time. And that by founder, it's just simply that it just simply means that they were the first in this cosmos. It doesn't mean that they are create the creators of this cosmos. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking at all to the idea of who or how was this cosmos created other than what I've shared in the, in the kind of oracular transmission called cosmogony story, which really just describes kind of like a journey energetically. The, and so the founder beings as the first don't have any like, oh, better than or any of that. There's none of that for any of the beings that are here in this cosmos. And it's part of our journey in this cosmos is to figure out, to, to, to come into the capacity to not create hierarchical judgment based on, for example, size or length of time of existence. Again, time not being, you know, linear, but also like how much experience or whatever, right? Our humans do that. And so decoupling, decoupling, deprogramming, decoupling, deprogramming over and over and over and over and over again from that, noticing how I feel internally when I think about, oh, that makes me feel smaller or less than, ah, okay, well then that's for me an opportunity for me to do some more work within my nervous system so that more of my bigness can actually come into my human biology and more of my essentially embodied expression of my pan-dimensional nature here in my human can then be available to me, which is actually what I came here for. Um, uh, fundamentally. Okay, so um, <laughs> so the she s i d h e is how this is spelled. This is a, a, a term that has been used to describe or to, or to label a certain energy beings or spiritual beings or mythical beings. Um, primarily used from Celtic traditions, this label. Um, I have in my human DNA, I have a lot of Celtic and also kind of Nordic, Northern genetics. Um, I have others as well, but it's one of the reasons why certain concepts come into my awareness with certain kind of Celtic or Northern um, ancient mythical traditional and not even not even known, not even discovered or understood even by humans at this time, um, uh, kind of magical, you know, just 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 the way it was. So the she, um, I have uh, long experienced the she as being deeply involved with the, with Earth. So the founder beings organized to help earth to be birthed through one of them and then the she came in to help earth like have her whole process of becoming earth her evolutionary journey if you can think about earth as a being like you think of yourself with a path and an experience and an evolutionary process think of the she as sort of like her core kind of guidance council 
and they are described and exist in mythologies around the globe in every culture. They just have different labels, and I don't have all of those names, but they exist in all of those cultures, just using different names. And there are also 12 of them. Again, this kind of interesting 12 plus 1, 12 and 1, the 1 in the 12 kinds of um, fractalizations or, or repetitions of pattern is, is interesting. And, um, and so they have been with Earth her whole journey. And at the time in her journey when she moved into such great density, such a great slowdown of the rate of energy movement that there was going to be kind of a period of being in such heavy density that the she would have the she had to decide and organize amongst themselves who's going to stay and who's going to go because we're going to the the way they're organized and and how they function if they were going to stay connected into what is happening in the gravity realms of earth they needed to stay here and so there would be a period of like many eons in which they would not be able to leave if they chose to stay so they organized also in their own fashion to have some to stay and some to stay away and then we got to the place of January of 2022 where Earth finally closed all of her lower timelines and part of the celebration of that experience was that at last the kind of the density uh, level or the energy rate of Earth was high enough that the kind of so-called off-planet she uh, and the on-planet she could reunify in full connection and could sort of now move back and forth easily. So that's like big, huge celebration. Um, and the she have a different kind of origin makeup, as all beings do, but have a different uh, uh, kind of origin design and, and makeup um, than the founder beings. Um, and they have a direct um, kind of within them a direct... Mm, subset I, I don't know how to how, like if we think about different energies combined together to create certain beings some of the energies that come together to create the she include the beyond beings and include what I call infinity as a being which is a very like hold that concept super loosely because it, if you hold it too tightly it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work but if you hold it really loosely this idea of infinity as a being and as a mother in this cosmos and also beyond, very interesting. And that is, you know, when I think of the founder beings, it's this kind of cosmic primordial magnetism, which is the underlying kind of mechanic of creating this cosmos. And then infinity, which is connected which bridges, which is connected from the kind of the, the non-dimension and from source coming together, making the founder beings. And then we have with the she, we have something else going on where we still have infinity involved, but also these beyond beings and some other things that I can't quite put words on yet. 
and then also other beings as well that are not the she, but that are that are kind of from the beyond beings, if you will, and some kind of sort of mix up or mash up or or you know, but it's very delicately, correctly and intentionally created of the she. I'm sorry, the beyond beings, infinity, and other energetics from in this non-dimension, right? Like I'm actually personally working in my private client space. Um, with a couple of beings that I would say come from this kind of non-dimension origin and it has created an incredibly different experience for them here that and that's why they're here in, in many ways I feel is to kind of oh I want to have that fun experience but also it anchors this kind of beyond energy here um, it, uh, yeah, okay, well, I'm not going to go down that road. I've been talking too long about this. But what I want for you to understand is that I think, so, so the main things I want you to take away are this idea of a kind of a flower imagery for the all of all with this beautiful golden source at the center that anybody can access. And I've described kind of journeys to access this in a couple of transmissions. And there's different ways. Like you can just... Go right there. That's what I usually do. But you can also kind of astral journey in the traditional sense of like astral traveling, you know, where uh, to to there as well, which can create a very interesting experience and opportunity to kind of bring back quasi physically some of that golden into your human. It's very interesting. I can't remember which transmission I described that in, um, but if I can, if I can go find that, um, I'll add a link into the notes here. Um, but, uh, so this, so this central source, uh, center, and then this circle around it, that's this non-dimension space where the beyond beings are. So we could just call it the beyond space. Um, and, and then we move into the petals that are the different cosmos and this cosmos that we are in, which is organized by, uh, uh, differentiation and uh, fractalization um, and so in some ways yeah mm -hmm. and the and remembering also the importance of having including for this cosmos the Trinity in the and the Trinity spirals as the core kind of creational energy process in any particularly in any of the gravity realms um, but most importantly, this kind of correcting of the dif distortion of infinity. So infinity is a perfect circle. And it was distorted into that sideways eight. Like it was like bent. Like have you ever had one of those like, you know, kind of like hoop collapsible uh, you know, laundry baskets or chairs or whatever, you know, where it's like you bend it and then it like folds up, right? That's what was done with the art part of the part of the kind of use of the architecture of fear was used to create that distortion. So, okay. And remembering that in the gravity realms, in the physical gravity realms, the perfect circle of creation and experience, the perfect sphere of life, which I've described in other things, all of these different sort of sphere slash circle uh, things they kind of stretch out into the spiral experience 
um, that gets longer and longer depending on how much kind of physicality you're dealing with and the spiral experience of like you're sort of moving up or down um, the, 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 the different layers, levels of that spiral um, as you're going in your journey. All right, hopefully this is helpful. And um, remember always to just take what's useful and leave the rest without judgment. And, um, you know, where it is useful for adding into your own mental models, fantastic. Where it doesn't make sense or doesn't feel correct to you, just let it go. Where it activates and stimulates new mental models for you about yourself or new visceral embodied experiences about yourself and your own journey. Like, yay, that's what we're here for. Um, and you know, that, that the, hmm, hopefully you're working with all of this increasingly from the perspective of my own, your own beingness for its own sake, having the experience of more and more of yourself within your human biology and within your human awake awareness. So, because that is really where things I feel get most interesting and most expansive okay I guess that's a judgment <laughs> all right I love you and I thank you for your light in the world